Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. It's summertime, which means heat. Fortunately, though, it seems every place has air conditioning. Whether it's gaming at the casinos, eating in a great restaurant, or seeing a show, it's about 68 degrees. Another place that's very comfortable is the Galaxy Theaters Boulevard Mall, which is a very short drive from the Strip. And that's good news because starting on Monday, July 26th, is the Action on Film Megafest. It runs through Sunday, August 1st, and is one of America's best film festivals, And today, you'll meet the executive director and creator of the festival, Del Weston. Later in the show, we'll head out to one of the fastest-growing cities in America, Henderson, Nevada, to learn what they have to offer. And finally, there's a lot going on in Vegas underground. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, will provide all the details. When you think of Las Vegas, you think of action. And it is appropriate that the Action on Film International Film Festival is here. And with us is the uh, executive director and creator of this incredible film festival. He's an actor. His name is Del Weston. Del, welcome. Uh, this has become a big thing, has it, from a, from a start back in 2005, which was more regional. You've really become an international uh, event. Well, don't blame me for that. <laughs> uh, just, I'm just grateful that, that someone recognized and thought it was worth something. And some of those people are back with us this year. And we've got a lot of filmmakers coming from all over the world, writers, producers, and directors. And it just seems to be a fit for a lot of those people. We're very happy to have provided for them. Well, give us the full background on this. So what what are you guys uh, honoring? I mean, the word action kind of tells that. But, you know, I, I was looking at some of the names that have been here before. That's Right. Yeah, been... you know, we've had everyone from Talia Shire to Mark Ruffalo, uh, uh, Eric Banner, they've all been here, right? And so the deal was action on film only ever meant the action of a writer, producer, a director took to make his or her work, and then the reaction to that effort by the audience. Action on film. But in our third year, Jet Li's film company, Focus Pictures, released Hero, and they sponsored us with these huge posters and cash and all these promos and so people thought instantly action is, is all martial arts. And that's not what it is. But, you know, it's okay. We, mm-hmm. we, we survived. But we've now grown to about 19 different festivals all simultaneously called Megafest. We've got festivals that range from the News Fest to uh, Miracle Makers, the most important films, the Las Vegas Asian Film Awards. They're all combined into one show. So we have a fit for everyone. We've taken place this year, the 26th through the... Uh, first at the Galaxy Boulevard Theaters in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, and those are great theaters, and it's really kind of exciting. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, if this is the genre that interests them, it's a great time to come out to Las Vegas. Now, what, it's July 26th to August 1st, and right. if, it's, if it's what people think of film festivals, people that love these things can really get their fill. Well, yeah, you can get a lot of... There was a lot going on. Remember, we have seven different award shows, and we've got people... I'll give you an example. We do something called the Icons and Legendary Stunts. And one of the biggest stuntmen in the world is Bob Yerkes, but he doesn't make appearances. 
And so we reached out to him through a friend of ours, Susan Stafford, and he said, he called me back and said, hey, Dell, I said, what? He said, if I can speak about God for five minutes, I'll come to your show. And this guy is, is really not in a good way, but his faith is so strong. He said, I just want to be there. I'm like, wow, because people have been trying to get him for like 10, 15 years. He just doesn't show up. Yeah. But we also have Michael Jai White and his wife. We've got Prince Garos coming from uh, Lebanon. We've got all kinds of celebrities showing up. We got Daniel Baldwin returning. We got the great Dr. Robert Goldman, uh, billionaire philanthropist, who always supports us, and he's always with us. He does these amazing awards, and he also just brings an extra touch to the show. You know, whatever, whatever we need, he's always there. No, that's fantastic. And you know, with those shows too, the thing I enjoy is you're going to find something there that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily see and it's going to be great and it's just one of those places where you have the opportunity to kind of pick and choose have some fun and even pick something that maybe you don't know a lot about oh yeah because we're showing over 750 films in a week wow (laughs) we're not showing like 10 films this is we're one of those shows that in fact we're the only show that does this every year we rent more theaters because we have to show more films because we support our filmmakers and so even though we're having a book fair this year called Take Center Stage, and even though we're having a huge series of 60 seminars for furthering education in the industry, and they're only $10. I don't know. If someone wants an education in film, you need to get to Action on Film at actiononfilmfest.com and see what we're offering and come in here and make those connections. We've got producers, writers, directors. We've got Louis Teague, the original director of Cujo and of Justice League. We've got all kinds of special guests coming in, and it's just Connection City. I hope people will take advantage of that. Yeah, I do too, because I think if you come out, folks, and you, you, you really you like this stuff and you go and kind of delve into it a bit, you're going to have a great time because there's other stuff to do in Vegas as well to fill your time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, I, I've talked to some people that come out and then they come out every year because it's just a great way to not only just see a great film or two or three, but also, like you say, here's some of these people there. I mean, you, you talk about some of those folks like that stump man, you know, that's yep. an opportunity you just don't see other places and it's it's not something you're going to just find in the wealth of the internet and so forth. To, you know, this well, is an opportunity to actually see them and hear them live. And, get a, and come get a picture with them so you have a piece of history under your, under your belt. I mean, I, I don't understand. You know, our very first award recipient, Lifetime winner, was David Carradine, right? Mm-hmm. And I called, I get either, uh, I, my mentor was Alan Bailey, who was a comptroller at uh, Paramount. And so Alan was always born. And he says, who do you want for your first year? So I want David Carradine. He picked up that phone call and had David signed up in three minutes, right? Wow. And it wasn't some <laughs> huge deal because, you know, we don't, I, we've never paid big money. We don't. I, I'm against that. I think that's completely wrong. And so we, we invite our talent. If they want to come, they come. If they don't, they don't. And that, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. But David, David set the tone because he was so kind and so generous. And I, there's a young man. I always tell this story. There's a young man in the audience. He says, excuse me, Mr. Wesley, can I meet Mr. Carradine? And I said, what do you mean? He says, can I go meet him? I said, are you going to kill him or something? He goes, no. I go, yeah, go say hi. So he walks over and says hi. I get a, and they talk for about 10 minutes. Four or five years later, I get a letter from the kid. He's just graduated with his film degree. And he said, because of that day. Wow. So that's, that's great. Kinda, that's the kind of stuff we do. And we've been supporting a lot of people. We have another festival called Conquering Disabilities, which is for people who are suffering from all kinds of physical or mental or emotional um, challenges. And that's just a, a place for everyone. Back with more from the executive director and creator of the Action on Film Festival, Del Weston, in just a moment. 
Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. And I've got just the place to help you do that. The place to go is Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, where they are always buying. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads has over 35 years of experience buying collections of sports cards, memorabilia, bobbleheads, toys, action figures, comic books, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, movie posters, and more. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. That's 310-534-4180. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, 310-534-4180. Just a reminder, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps online. For the very best in Vegas, it's VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, it's Sports R-A-C-X which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. And later today on Sports and Tours, we present part two of our conversation with Nancy Finley, the daughter of Carl Finley of the Oakland A's and the niece of the legendary Charlie Finley. Also on the show, we take a look back at the American Football League. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Mangie, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Hi, this is Andy Martello, Las Vegas entertainer, award-winning author, voice of the Las Vegas Aviators, and generally tired human being. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at The Tax Doctor and learn more. 800-280-1876-800-280-1876-800-280-1876. That's 800-280-1876. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. 
Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to writer, producer, director, and artist Del Weston, who is the executive director and creator of the Action on Film International Film Festival. I'm thinking this is particularly important now because after the pandemic, the whole idea of going to the movies and so forth, there's some doubt about this. And we, we all know that there are some things you can do on film that is great, it's wonderful as the things are available, and they really are, on video at home. There is an experience, particularly these type of films, which you're tri- previewing, that kind of need to be in that big screen and shared with other people oh, you yeah. don't know, don't you think? You know, we have a film called Quiet Explosions. It's from G- uh, director Jerry Sure, and it's about the head trauma to soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we saw the film, I said, this is a really important film. And she said, well, how should we promote it? I said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll give all the tickets to this screening away in exchange for a can of food for a military family. And she's like, what? So we did a big event for Ed Page, and we're setting it up now. But all those are donated. We do a lot of charity work with the community. And this, this year, we're doing a couple of charity, one for, uh, for Feed Las Vegas, I think is, is the charity. And we're also working with the, uh, Smith Stores for one of their, because Smith has a film in the festival, believe it or not. It's kind of funny to see how many local businesses, there's another local business, uh, Nico Santucci, who runs uh, uh, Capo Sundown, or Speakeasy, Capo Speakeasy, he's got a beautiful film in the festival this year called Sarghetto. And these are local people who are coming out to be supported and to see their work in, in great theaters. Not, they don't go to L.A. for that. They come right here to Vegas. So we've got a very good lock on the local talent as well. I think your decision to move to Vegas, and I think you did that, what, like, to 2017, is that right? I think I remember Yeah, that. we moved, we, we were in L.A. Through, from 2005 to 20, to 2016, we moved to Vegas in 2017. We got, we got taught some serious lessons by a couple of the casinos, and then we uh, ended up finding our place a little bit better. But I think um, it's been good for us, man. Yeah. It's a destination town. People love coming here. I love being here, and it's just great theaters. And I, I've never had a partner like the Boulevard Theaters before. Katie and her team, I've never seen anything like it. That's so and important these people, with these things. Uh, that, you know, I, I, it just takes one bad thing to ruin a big event, and they're not the ones who are going to be causing that. So I'm very grateful to them. They're very, very wonderful people. Well, that's important. And I think bringing it to Vegas actually kind of set it apart, because I think right now when you think about action films and and not just the big ones and the big actors you mentioned before, but even some of the independent things that you, every now and then you see when you go, wow, that was great. And nobody uh-huh. else knows about it, but it's kind of your thing. I yep. think Vegas kind of, it, it allows this genre to really kind of stand out and away from everything else out there. And I think that's important. I think well, what, what you're doing is great. You know, you can't walk down the street in Vegas without seeing every type of person there is. So it's a natural understanding that you're going to have films that gravitate towards certain types of people in festivals. Those people are going to be served. So I agree 100%. Yeah, we're, it, it, Vegas is the place, period. I, w- I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but this show. <laughs> well, I, I think it's great. And this show, um, it's got to be fun for you because, you know, you've been in the business a while. When you see some of these independents, there's such great stuff out there. And if it wasn't for festivals like this and places really to show your craft – a lot of these people would never get out of the gates because it's so expensive and you, who you know and all that. This is a great way for some people with a lot of talent, maybe not a lot of contacts, to really make a make a name for themselves. Well, I think it's going to become even more important as quotas are set by studios 
for who can work on films yeah. based in age, race, creed, color. That's going to destroy a lot of careers, unfortunately, for people who have been working their whole life to get somewhere. And I can tell you, I've been working for literally 35 years. I've done over 700 episodes of television. I've had two shows on network. I've produced almost 15 films and television series. And I got to tell you, I mean, it's, it's a tough world to yeah. begin with. And now that they're going to change things for people who thought they had a shot, it's going to be even more important that independents stick together because they're not going to get the work. They're not going to get it anymore. Well, Dale, yeah, you've been in the business a while, and you've seen it from all levels. And I want to ask you, you know, the quota thing like that, I mean, I'm all for getting more people involved, and I think it's great to have wider varieties. I just don't know that the quota system is, is really the way to achieve that. I've never seen art created by committee that was any good. Mm-hmm. I've just never seen. Exactly. I've just seen. I, I, I've, I never saw Rembrandt ask for 20 assistants, right? Or twenty opinions. I never saw uh, 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 yeah. Kandinsky get everyone's opinion before he dropped a, a line of paint. I, it, does, it doesn't work with art. Art yeah. is, is the creative source of inspiration, not something you can put into a mold and create something from. That art tends to be crap, unfortunately. But we'll see what happens. All these shows are looking really, really dumb now. I know there's a show on the air called The Wild, and my daughter wanted to watch it. I said, "Why would you watch this nonsense?" <laughs> <laughs> All it is is about young girls being stupid, selfish, and and vulgar for a full season. You said, "What's going on? Yeah. Why do they want? Why do they want these people to think that's how young women really are when they're not?" Exactly. So it, 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 there's an agenda going on. I think it's 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 not going to serve. You know, getting back to the film festival, this is the kind of thing that really will bring in all sorts of people because. You know, it, it's so expansive and so forth that it's not the closed old boy system. It, it's really a place for people, again, like I said before, that didn't have big connections to get in front of people, get in front of the fans and let them, you know, fans will tell you right away whether you've got something or not. Well, I'll tell you, any money I have ever raised for films came directly from the film festival or my association with the film festival. And so I try to tell people it's a pretty good way to get things done. But you have to be careful because there's so many people out there looking to just take advantage. But we have a pretty good system. We got a lot of people coming. We got a bunch of shows. We got a nice seventeen uh, year history. And even during the pandemic, we were still showing films at the theater. I know people think that's a little shocking, but we were. We showed at least we did six days of films over five days of films over over that four month period. And then the last thing we did was a was a, was a big church event. We tried to do as much charity as we can for the kids. And so we took a bunch of kids to the theater and make sure they had everything they needed and wanted and they get to enjoy a really good film. So yeah. we do that all the time. And people love the theater. And I've, I've been seeing people going back. I've gone back and it seems to, have to be no problem. So we'll see what happens. That, that, that's, that's great. Well, so people hear this now and they're going, wow, Dell's got me convinced. I want to go out and see it. And we recommend it highly. What would you recommend, though, to somebody that's coming in for a new timer that kind of is a little bit interested in it? How do you go about that? Because there's just so many uh, different options to have. What would you guess? First of all, don't buy anything. Just show up. And see, and ask, what's for me today? What what would be the best use of my my time? And who can I see? Do it. Come be a part of it. Just come hang out. And we'll tell you what to do. No one's looking to rip you off or charge you a million bucks. That's why I say don't buy anything. If you show up, the the tickets are $10, so you can't get hurt. But come by and ask, what's playing today? Come by and say, what's going on here? You know, that's, that's the most important thing. 
Well, I'll tell you, it's still going to be hot in Vegas then, but what better place you come? It's nice. Outside those. Inside those theaters, it won't be. Yep, exactly. Nice and air-conditioned, and you can really have a great time. It's July 26th through August 1st at the Las Vegas Galaxy Theaters at the Boulevard Mall, which is a great place. Really, there's a lot to see in that mall. I know this mall's all over. That's particularly good, so I think that's worth a trip just in itself. Um, And if people want to learn more about this, Dell, where can they go online so they can read up all about this? Actiononfilmfest.com. Actiononfilmfest.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. When you visit Vegas, you'll hear a lot about Henderson, Nevada, which is just a short drive away. We spent some time there with someone who knows Henderson inside and out. When people ask me, I'm thinking about moving out to Vegas, where would you recommend I live? One of the places I always mention, it's right on the top of the list, is the city of Henderson. I think everything's happening out there. It's a fantastic town. Everything looks great, feels great. People love living out there. And to help share some of those great reasons we've got with us, the Chamber of Commerce President and CEO from the city of Henderson, Scott Mulrath. Uh, Scott, first of all, you've been a a Henderson person for uh, all this century. Is that right? Just about. So I, I appreciate that, Stephen. So I, I guess I ought to start with one of my, uh, you know, dirty secrets as the chamber CEO for the Henderson Chamber of Commerce is I, I actually live in Boulder City. So I love Henderson. I've, I've worked here in my entire professional career in Southern Nevada, which is now uh, over 20 years. And um, hey, in Southern Nevada, it all links together, whether it's Boulder City to Henderson to Las Vegas or Lake Mead. So um, it, it provides a great perspective. Well, you know, that's what's in, uh, something interesting. I'm going to jump ahead of where I thought I was going to be at this point. But you brought a, kind of a, an energy and an excitement to a position that's really important. Anybody that's been around cities, has worked in the business community, knows that a chamber of commerce is important. But you, uh, in your role as the president and CEO, you started working with, with uh, neighboring communities and so forth, I, I believe, to put together a health program or so, something. That has worked out really well, right? And hopefully it'll be a blueprint for cities all over because it's important for you that your neighbors are also successful in addition to the city of Henderson. Yeah, I think especially in the last in the last year and a half as we moved through the pandemic, we really uh, you know realized as a community in Southern Nevada that uh, everyone really needed to be connected to one another. Uh, sort of that uh, rising tide lifts lifts all boats and. The different uh, communities, jurisdictions, uh, or advocacy organizations here in Southern Nevada uh, really came together. And um, you know, you had mentioned our our health plan. Um, that is one example of how we have worked to sort of cross jurisdiction. You know, I, I like to reiterate that the Henderson Chamber is a 100% membership driven organization. So, you know, we sh- we sh- certainly share the common geography economic development interests with the city of Henderson, uh, but we are um, we are 100% membership driven and anything we do is all about 
driving value back to our members. And that regional association health plan, which actually grew into the largest in the country, that was Chamber of Commerce based, uh, was a, a good example of how uh, how we work sort of cross jurisdiction to advance our community. Henderson is just such an exciting place that people visit it. It has a feel of brand new, you know, and I know it isn't brand new, but it has that feeling. People are excited. And part of it comes really from the, the famous casino there, the Green Valley Ranch. That's been really important to the growth of uh, Henderson, hasn't it? Because pe- people know about that. And that's for a lot of people that are coming from out of the area, that's their first real connection to the city. Yeah, so Henderson is positioned so that, you know, we have a, a, a lot of our population works on the Strip and uh, works with a lot of the larger gaming properties. Um, off the Las Vegas Strip, we have the, such as Green Valley Ranch you mentioned, but there's a lot of other uh, local casinos and, and uh, resort properties that are li- located in Henderson, whether it's out towards Lake Las Vegas, you have the, the Westin and the Hilton out at the lake. They are not gaming properties but they kind of give you that option of getting away from uh, um, the strip maybe and some of that activity. If, uh, and, and a lot of people booking conventions here want that. They don't, they don't want to lose their, uh, their employee base on a convention day to you know, a late night on the strip. But um, we, we certainly uh, we're positioned to support all, all sectors and all interests and industries here in Henderson. Yeah, and the visitors to Henderson realize right away, too, that all those things that the Strip's famous for, like the fine dining and so forth. You've got there, too. You've got great restaurants, uh, so some great places to hang out and so forth. So if, if you like that kind of Vegas excitement, it's not that you can't get it in Henderson. There's just a, a lot of a variety of things there as well. Uh, very true. And I, um, you know, I like to say you could take the city of Henderson, pick it up and set it down anywhere in the country, and it would do just fine. It has a has a great identity. Uh, it has uh, it's it's comparatively diversified. We have you know some strong manufacturing uh, and a lot of different sectors that aren't just gaming. And uh, we also have a lot of higher education options in Henderson. So it, it really ends up being that community uh, where when someone does relocate here, they they look for those qualities that a, a chamber of or a, excuse me that a community in a city. Uh, would offer for quality of life. And and you also mentioned infrastructure. We are a new compu- community, comparably, and uh, a well-planned community at that. Higher education. Kind of tell us what you have there. You mentioned that. What options do you have? Everybody knows about UNLV, of course, what, what, but that's not in Henderson. So what, what what do you have out there? Yeah, so and, and UNLV is a, is a great partner with the Henderson Chamber as well, uh, but we proudly have Nevada State College, which is a four-year institution. It is actually one of the fastest-growing universities in the country uh, based on year-over-year growth. It serves a lot of first-generation college students, uh, a lot of our um, strong nursing programs, strong educational um, program for teachers, and they are constantly expanding um, the areas that, that they serve as well. In addition to Nevada State College, we have uh, Toro University uh, here that uh, has a medical school that's, um, I was just sitting down with uh, Shelly Berkeley actually yesterday for lunch. She is the, uh, uh, the head of Toro University here. And they, um, they had about 180 uh, entrants into their medical school out of a class of over 4,000 applicants. So uh, really high quality, high product, 
Uh, and so we're proud of uh, Toro University here in Henderson and Roseman University of Health Sciences. I mean, the list goes on for higher education. Uh, they have a pharmacy school that is uh, a very, uh, very popular and also dentistry and orthodontics um, amongst other programs uh, here in Henderson. So, so there's a handful of great options and they didn't situate here on accident. So we're, we're proud to, to have these institutions uh, as part of the community and our economy. So we've got the higher education checked off. You know, the other thing you guys have is uh, we talk a lot on the show about Vegas's uh, entry into the world of pro sports with the Vegas Golden Knights and now the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. want to talk with you about that because both those franchises have made Henderson a partner. I mean, first of all, the uh, Vegas Raiders, I covered the Raiders way back when they were in Oakland, so I know what they've been through. This uh, facility they're building in Henderson, though, I know from their perspective is something uh, that they've really always wanted, that they never quite had. They certainly didn't have it in Los Angeles, and they didn't have it in Oakland, but they have it there. Are you guys, uh, was that something important to you, too, to really kind of draw attention and become part of that whole thing with the NFL? Yes. Uh, so a little a little sidebar story. Um, so I'm, I'm a Bay Area guy. I grew up in uh, Napa, California, and... <laughs> So I went to, um, and folks still live there. I like to go back and visit, do my share of wine tasting and uh, economic support in that way. But um, the, uh, the Raiders moved, when they started their summer practice they, in Napa, this would have been back in about, oh, geez, uh, around 1988, 89. Right. Um, they started at what was my junior high school, Redwood Middle School, made a bunch of investments there. And it was it was cool to be able to go. And, you know, that was back in the day. You could basically walk up to the cyclone fence and watch a little summer ball. And um, so I became a, a Raiders fan very early on. Of course, followed them to L.A. They went, came back to Oakland. I went to Las Vegas, Anderson. And then here came the Raiders, uh, you know, a few years ago. So it was really exciting, exciting to have the, my hometown team, you know, come to, come to Southern Nevada. Um, how that's translated here uh, it has been a huge boost for everything from tourism. Uh, it is economic diversification as it's brought a, a whole uh, cluster of jobs uh, to our to our valley here that wouldn't have been here otherwise. More with the president and CEO of the Henderson Chamber of Commerce, Scott Mulerath. Don't forget to follow Sports Rock and Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. 
Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We're chatting with the president and CEO of the Henderson Chamber of Commerce, Scott Muellrath. Yeah, and then you take the hockey, the Golden Knights. They have an, their minor league AH, AHL team moves out here. And now they're the Henderson Silver Knights, which they started out uh, while the new arena is being built. That has to be a huge thing because hockey is so popular and it just is, it's unbelievable how Vegas took the hockey that I think the AHL is going to do great. And having a really a state-of-the-art facility out there is great not only for hockey, but for anything else out there. I mean, again, that's a real commitment on the part of the city of Henderson to really get involved in this. Yeah, a couple of points on that. First off, in regards to our the city leadership, the mayor, Deborah March, and the council, um, you know, they, they really pursued these opportunities and create, help create an environment that allowed this investment to happen. You know, it's funny. Henderson strikes you as one of those cities that's really a 21st century city. And by that, I mean, you get out in front of these things like having the state-of-the-art uh, facilities, even for a minor league team, which is, is going to probably uh, do as well as, some, uh, as a lot of some pro sports have done in the past. And you mentioned the redevelopment. I want you to talk about the Water Street District because that's a part of this too. This is one of those things we, we, we said. It seems like a new town, but in reality, you know, it's just like anything else. It's constantly being worked on, and Water Street District is really taking it to that next century level. Yeah. So you know, Water Street has a has a great identity to it. It's um it's walkable. It's it's very manageable size to go from one end of Water Street to the other. And it's had its start and stops over the years, you know, it's uh, through the uh, through the Great Recession. And then um, when the pandemic hit, there was uh, there was a fair amount of investment going on. Of course, we mentioned Lifeguard Arena, but there was a lot of entrepreneurs. The the, the one of the key things, the platforms that's been successful on Water Street is owner occupied businesses. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a handful of great restaurants. Um, locals, casinos, uh, retailers that are owner-occupied. And, you know, when I say that, I mean, you walk in them and, you know, whoever owns that business is there and you immediately get a different vibe about what is being offered and your retail experience that that you're going to have. And so really up and down Water Street, um, whether it's, you know, the Juan's Flaming Fajitas, Love Lady Brewery, Mojave Brewery, you know, Sticks Tavern, we have a couple coffee shops, Public Works. Um, there's just all of these things coming online in the last year. And if you haven't been down to Water Street and you live here in the Vegas Valley, you got to come check it out because it's, uh, it's hitting a critical mass where it is worth your time to uh, hang out for an evening and, and see what's happening. Well, I'm kind of curious, as the Chamber of Commerce, how do you – how do you work at to make sure that the city of Henderson has its own identity? I mean, it's important that you obviously you're connected with Las Vegas. People are flying in from all over the world. You want people to visit you as well, but you also want to have, like you say, that kind of feeling of your own. Is that something where you're always trying to balance as, as you're thinking about uh, future plans? You try to balance some of that, bring in the new, but kind of keep whatever vintage Henderson is. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's a, an ongoing challenge, uh, the identity of, of the Vegas Valley. I mean, it, it, the Convention and Visitors Authority does such a great job of marketing the strip and the gaming and, and the, the shows and all of those things. Um, but often it, what gets lost is it's also a great valley to relocate your company to. And that's where we, we've really put a lot of focus as the Henderson Chamber of Commerce is we really want to feature those elements where a business owner who's relocating their company here, whether it might be tax reasons or, or other incentives, uh, you know, they, they're aware that they can find a community that they would be proud to call home. Because sometimes the messaging of, of filling hotel rooms doesn't really coincide with a wholesome family environment, if you will. And, and, I, and I have to say that, you know, knowing we need all those hotel rooms full on the strip to, you know, to, to move our economy forward. Right. But it is a balancing act, uh, definitely, as we try and, you know, feature to out-of-state companies the, the benefits of, of uh, relocating there. Well, let's tell people now that they're they're interested because they hear this. They've heard about Henderson. Again, some have been to Green Valley. They're starting to hear if they follow sports, they're hearing about the Silver Knights and about the Raiders facility and all that. So if people want to take a day, and I think you should, if you've got access to a vehicle, certainly, go out to Henderson. What kind of things should people be looking to do? You know, what what would you recommend a first-time visitor to go make sure they see? Well, I think, you know, when you think of our community and the, the part of the great appeal is, is you know, I'm going to go back to what our, makes our organization so successful and special is that it's very personal. It's very friendly. And, you know, I run a chamber. So I, I, I echo that and I feel that as well out in our business community. And that when you, you know, you, you, you go and visit some of our restaurants, you go visit some of our retailers, our locals gaming, I mean, I, I would I would have to advise that you you do go down to Water Street, uh, you go uh, go into you know Brooks Brothers Burgers at Rainbow Club, and and you go uh, you know visit some of our our really um, you know mom and pop operators on Water Street, and you're going to get a good flavor as to what what Henderson represents. That's the thing that I find uh, both most both marketable and both very appealing. Um, as, uh, as, as the head of the Henderson Chamber of Commerce. So it's really a roll up your sleeve, uh, get after it mentality here that is very friendly and outgoing as well. Henderson is a great place to visit. If you're interested to move there, uh, there's certainly a number of realtors that will be happy to show you. You should insist that's one of the places you look at. If you want to come and relocate your business there, Scott, where can we go online or who should we contact? Should we contact the, the chamber or, or who to uh, start looking at possibilities? Yeah, and I appreciate that. So we have a whole division of our chamber called our Henderson Development Association that focuses on economic development, uh, workforce, commercial real estate, and those spaces. So always uh, going to hendersonchamber.com, uh, giving us a call here at the chamber office, and we can get, uh, get you pointed in the right direction. We work very closely with the city of Henderson's economic development division. Uh, that's one of, the, you know, one of our, our strongest ties uh, in working with the city because uh, we have a common goal of, of uh, relocating businesses here and getting them settled so we can immediately get you priced into, um, you know, real estate quotes and services so you can really evaluate the cost of living benefits 
of, uh, of Southern Nevada compared to maybe where you're coming from. And if you're coming from California, they are exponentially <laughs> improved and, and lower than, uh, than, than our neighbor to the West. Yeah, I was thinking as you're saying that, all you need to do is call a U-Haul or any tra uh, moving company and find out the difference of cost going to Nevada as opposed to coming from Nevada, and you'll see it's one of the places uh, in the country that is really economically attractive. Scott, hey, thank you very much. Really enjoyed chatting with you. We hope to chat with you again. All right. Hey, we appreciate being on the show, and uh, yeah, come check out Henderson. Give us a call at the Henderson Chamber. <laughs> Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Have you ever heard of the Boring Tunnel? Well, we asked Scott about it. To me, it just seems like a bunch of Teslas driving underground. Well, that was a great way to describe it. And even though you're being facetious, that's kind of what it is. Um, it, it, is a sh it is a convention center shuttle is ultimately what it is. And rather than doing little buses on the top of the ground, they're doing Teslas underneath. You know, Elon Musk, is, he's like a P.T. Barnum kind of guy. He kind of might have oversold what it actually is going to do, but he reeled it back after he realized, yeah, it's kind of, it's Teslas in tunnels, and that's what it is. There's 62 Teslas. These tunnels run uh, 0.8 miles in both directions. There's three stops, and it, it I like it because I've walked the convention center and it took probably 45 minutes. I'm a slow walker and now it's two minutes. And you get to ride in a Tesla in a cool tunnel. One of the stations is all lit up with lights and neon and music and all this. So it's to me, it's a PR tool. It's a way uh, to market Las Vegas. And it was 50 million bucks. So you go to New York and you're looking at a subway, That's it's 50 million dollars for six inches of tunnel and he built this whole thing for 50 million well, thanks scott and remember to check out vitalvegas.com every day to find out what's happening in las vegas that's vitalvegas.com coming up next is sports rock and tours if your local station doesn't carry it you can go to sports r-a-c-x wherever you listen to podcasts that's sports r-a-c-x short for sports rock and tours and please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rockin' Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Madge reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Oh, Vegas, here we go!